Hey everyone, thanks for stopping by for another great episode. Thank you guys, new subscribers, commenters, likers, everyone. I'm appreciating the love, I'm appreciating the feedback. Uh, even the people who've been listening for a while uh, and just took the time to comment. Really appreciate just knowing that you guys are out there. It really does help. It helps with the algorithm. Like I said, it helps with everything. So uh, if you haven't done it already, or if you have done it, it'll be nice if you would do it again. Leave a like, leave a comment. Um, just let me know you're out there. Uh, it, you know, it does feel good to hear from you guys. So, you know, listening's cool. Commenting would be even better. Just saying. Thanks. Welcome to Japan, according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know, or didn't think you needed to know, about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004, and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, hey, what's going on? Episode 166 is a pretty good one. This might be a historic one. Okay, let's not hype it up too much, but it's a pretty good one. I got a fucking mic stand here. You can see what's going on. You know, it's it's, it's, it's a lot of newness. We're trying to raise the bar. Raise the bar for the fucking podcast, right? Um, And yeah, um, we talk. Uh, I give a lot of links. A app, a dating app recommendation for you guys tons like literally there are hours of supplemental information in the fucking um description check it out lots of stuff historical information um, some entertaining stuff uh documentaries for days uh article that's kind of funny interesting uh, you, you'll hear me get into it um and then the main part of the podcast the second half where i really get into some more dating advice um, related to two, it's, uh, I got bear in mind it's going to be all Japanese video, but again, the language is not the most important thing. The body language is what we're really focusing on, and you know, uh, just to give you a clue, again, I give my insight, my my expert analysis, ESPN Sports Center analysis, post game <laughs> wrap up of uh, some of these videos, and you know, um, to kind of give you a heads up on what type of tells, body language, type of people you might encounter when hitting the scene in japan so thank me later thank me with a fucking comment or something <laughs> okay enjoy yo 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 what's going on everyone welcome to episode 160 am i recording make sure i'm recording 166 of the podcast um you probably can see from the <laughs> this is actually my second time starting the episode mm. If you watch, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see like my intro and um, the position I'm at now is is kind of different because I had to, after I started, I realized like my setup was a little bit wrong. I was kind of veered off to the side. So um, I think this is, this feels a bit more comfortable. I'm going to check it out, you know, afterwards and make sure everything's okay. But, you know, hopefully it's good. It feels good. It feels a bit different, you know, because I've been holding the microphone for like almost a year and finally I got this little crane thing. Um not cream this fucking microphone holder so i just gotta get used to it that's all i go you'll probably hear me audio people adjusting this thing a bit you know i got to just get a feel for it it's a slightly less bootleg setup but um but yeah it does feel good to actually be able to use both of my hands you know um i'll be able to like read and drink at the same time because we're drinking white wine i was thinking about drinking some red but i changed to white hmm 
Also, I changed the microphone color, if you can see, because the last one got a little funky. I was looking at it, it's like, yeah, you know, rainy season. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can imagine, like, you know, microphone uh, covers can get kind of filthy after a while. They, the last one had a long run, but I, I looked at it, I was like, okay, it's time to go. Luckily, I have another one, and I just ordered a bunch more from Alibaba, so... You know, it's not going to be an issue. Um, tonight, you know, starting a bit later because I had a lot of stuff to sort through, a lot of links I had compiled um, that I wanted to make sure I, you know, I got sorted so that I know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not just freestyling everything off the top. Of course, I'm going to be freestyling bullshitting, but, you know, like not completely doing it. You know, at least I kind of know what I'm talking about a bit or I seem like I do. It's kind of an important thing. Um yeah, I turned off the AC because I was like, I could, I was researching doing some uh, audio improvements, you know, um, especially when summer comes around, I'm probably going to end up having to do it, especially for YouTube people, just because like, I turned off the AC because I can, I can, you know, it's, I can deal with it. But when summer rolls around, I'm probably going to have to turn it on. And, and I'm guessing like, you know, you hearing the AC blasting on YouTube isn't really the best thing so i'm probably gonna have to do a little bit more audience trying to raise the bar a little bit um i also got some inspiration for i'm gonna keep it top secret a secret project that i want to be working on uh over the next couple months uh for people on youtube and audio people too, as well but um adding a bit of a different spin on the content that i've been doing so i got inspired dame dash interview inspired me you know um even though he was talking about crazy and just kind of fucked up but you know um uh, he's an interesting character and he's a creative genius in his own right so um i did get a bit of inspiration from that so i do want to step my game up try uh new territories in this audio visual experiment let's go with that that i've been doing <laughs> um but yeah yeah that, let me see what else oh yeah sorry my apologies for starting later on the week that i can tell you guys what, what's been going on we fuck i'm already half drunk this i poured a lot of wine and i was like shit and it's in the fridge and you know whatever whatever i'll figure it out um hmm. so like earlier this week um I, I met up with a friend who i hadn't seen uh in a long time or like since way before the situation started actually so about a year and a half just before i think march 2020 uh we we met up and uh he you know he he invited me out for sushi went to sushi in shinjuku a really really nice place uh counter sushi place uh which was like um i want to say two four six eight maybe eight people total uh at, at the place so it was eight at a time and it was a course of dinner so it was uh some salary men dudes older dudes further away uh older dude with his younger girlfriend possibly hostess in shinjuku maybe you know dude in his like early 50s um seemed maybe like a manager at a company possibly single and a girl in her like mid to late 20s i wasn't making eye contact with her i didn't make eye contact with her the whole fucking time just because like you know it's a really small place um and i kind of know you know <laughs> if i start looking at this girl like you know i kind of know what 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 i mean nothing like a fight's not gonna break out you know or anything like that but it's really rude like if i drew my attention over to her 
I could kind of, you know, I, I, I could kind of feel some tension going on between her, the dude she was accompanying. So I just kind of left, you know, uh, I'm not going to like, yo, holla at her like, hey, ma, like from across the fucking sushi counter or anything like that. So I was just like, let me just be polite and not even, you know, look in that direction. I was kind of curious about their situation, you know, but I could get a feel for the dynamics of it. So I just didn't just kind of purposely blocked it out. Next to me, there were some two other salaryman dudes about 40 ish and, and me and my friend in the corner. Uh, so it was like a U shaped counter. And we were like all the way in the counter, all the way at the left side, you know, chill, really chill, you know, good um, quality sushi, course of course you know we had some beers had some sake um talked caught up you know about a, a lot of life stuff um career stuff he's kind of trying to make his own path you know he's a bit further and in, in, along his way he's a bit more of a professional kind of person but in the medical industry but um but no, it was really good to just talk to him and catch up with him laugh and joke and, you know we hadn't seen each other for like a year and a half but um it was like we just talked next last week, so mm. and you know talk about our dreams and our goals and caught up on what we were doing and and I gave I could it was good because I could kind of give from my experience you know as a teacher I, I talked to a lot of people in different industries so some information I had you know I could share with him that was actually really beneficial for him that I knew like okay this is valuable information I can give to you just from shit that I know, um, I, I can't really get into specific, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I can, but I'm not going to get into specifics of what I shared or how I know it or who I know and stuff like that. But I will say like, um, you know, me being a te a private teacher and some of the, my past students, I've been able to get some insight into several industries, you know, so, um, one of those industries related to kind of what, what, what he does. And so I was able to kind of connect some of those dots. Um, and it's, like I said, in the, in the medical industry, um, and he was like, you know this, and how do you know that? And how do you, I'm like, dude, like, you know, um, you, you, you know, like it, it was interesting to really see that synchronicity, um, take hold and, and it felt really good, um, as well. So that was fun. And it had a, had a blast. And, you know, we agreed to like link up, um, you know, online and face to face a bit more. So then um, after that, I was a little bit buzzed up and I was like, I'm not ready to go home yet. So <laughs> so on my way back, I passed through Shibuya again. Now, I tried to go to some spots. Um, you, if you check my Instagram, you'll you'll see one picture I posted. Um, I was able to find like a place, a hidden place that I like to go to. Um, and, you know, just before they had last drink. Uh, last call, uh, I just ordered like two drinks and um, it was like, yo, just bring them to me back to back thinking. And, um, you know, I had a few drinks and it was cool. And uh, then just worked my way home and woke up in the middle of the night, you know, extremely drunk <laughs> because then I realized I was, I was messaging Jeff. I realized like in my mind, you know, like I don't really drink that much anymore, but in my mind, when I started drinking, I think like my gear gets going, like I'm like back, you know, out on the town like I used to be. And so I was like, I didn't really drink that much. I had like two beers in the sushi. I think we had like three glasses, not even big glasses, like small glasses of sake because it's kind of high quality, different types of sake. We did some sake tasting with our food. 
then I then I, when I went to Shibuya, I had one IPA. IPA might have done it. An IPA and a mojito, and that was about it. You know, uh, on my way back. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot to me, but you know, I was woke up in the middle of the night, fucking hurting. You know, <laughs> for a little while, and um, you know, um, I mean, I didn't throw up, luckily, but uh, it was like borderline. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but you know, luckily I was off work the next day, so, so I was fine, but, but, but yeah, it was, it was a really great night and, and, um, and yeah, that was, that was that. And then I got, the next day I got inspiration and that's where this little crane thing is coming from. So, um, yeah, I'm starting a little bit late to later than I wanted to start earlier, but luckily I, I could, I was able to close some of my morning lessons. So I'm working a little bit later. Um, but, but, but oh yeah, back to the week. So that's kind of why, like I'm recording this so late. Also, you know, I was doing a lot of research. I got some shit for you guys tonight. I'm not going to lie. Like the main thing that I wanted to do, this is going to be kind of like a two episode ordeal, not ordeal, but like thingamajig i'll just call it a two episode thingamajig that i'm doing because the original video i wanted we're doing more dating stuff but the original video i wanted to um to 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 uh, break down like i uh, it was just late in the night and i found some other stuff so i'm just gonna do the other stuff first and then the main one that, that i first got i'm gonna save for the next episode i think that one's a lot juicier you know um you'll find out why i'll just save it for episode 167 but um that's going to be nice. Don't worry. Again, I'm going to put, um, there's lots of links. Uh, and I'm going to put pictures for YouTube people, um, for you to kind of see who I'm talking about and things like that. Um, it, it should be good. It should be good. But before that, um, if you haven't, let me, let me, let me again, go through the links. Cause I got a wide variety of links. I'm really impressed with the links that I've compiled. <laughs> I got so much shit to talk to you about. Okay. So first thing, you know, um, if you check, the links again I'm, I'm i'm not really gonna do i should probably order this um no nah, fuck it i'm not gonna do it in order um uh, okay you guys sort through it because i'm I, if when i'm recording I, I'm, I start copying and pasting shit i'm gonna delete something by accident so so it, it, i'll try to remember sorting it out but just in general you know you'll see what, what you'll see in the um description section lots of documentaries lots of japanese japanese documentaries i probably got easily four or five hours of japanese documentaries um for you guys and i think they're all interesting in different ways first thing like there's one um about the history of ancient japan just, just like two and a half hours two three hours samurai thing like history channel type thing that popped up um you know, it might be a little bit dry for my experience for me, but you know, if you're into that type of shit, like, you know, I'm kind of over that type of documentary, but you know, just do it in there. Um, then, uh, interesting two part kind of connected one about post-war Japan. And this is, I think a period in Japanese history that really gets overlooked quite a bit, um, by Western media. We kind of tend to focus on really traditional and really modern japan samurai era futuristic tokyo are kind of the two sides but post-war japan is such a really really important time you know that in here like really gets talked about quite a bit but you know understanding the story of from world war ii to like the 80s 90s and current today really helps you lay the groundwork for understanding like modern Japanese society and it's something that that you don't really get you know 
uh, put on to from the beginning. So um, in my timeline popped up, uh, there's two really connected ones. One is about, you know, post-war Japan up to, I think, the peak of the bubble economy in the 80s. And then the other one is the lost decade, the past 30 years where the Japan Japanese economy has been quite stagnant. I don't 100% agree with everything in these documentaries because these are clearly made by people who've done research about Japan and they don't necessarily live in Japan. So um, the analysis, I forgot which one on one of the, I think the modern one, the more, the more recent one, um, I kind of disagree with some of his analysis of Japan um, in that because from it's from an outsider's perspective but you know the information um, you know the historical events and things like that I think I, I, I went through it very quickly is very much spot on and it's just general information that I think will be helpful for you understanding like the flow of, of, of events that happened um, um, you know like I said from the conclusion of World War II up until today right um, mm. There's also another interesting one that just popped up randomly. I think it's like teenage killers or something like that about juvenile delinquents, and um, yeah, specifically kid team, Bolsozoku, uh, uh, motorcycle gang members, and some of the wild shit that that happened. And this was a big problem in the '80s in Japan, '70s and '80s in Japan. You know, while the the economy was booming in some sides, uh, other sides, other areas where disenfranchised youth just went fucking fucking wild basically and they were just beating the shit out of each other killing each other like it was real akira type shit you know for um so check out some of those stories i didn't watch the whole thing just because it was a bit too dark for me you know um but but you know some of y'all gonna like it you know i think it's interesting content just to give you a bit of a contrast on what's going on and if you also watch that um yakuza movie uh what was it called i think family yakuza and family or some shit um, that I reviewed, uh, I think a few months ago, um, that also can give you a bit of context about how those kind of things can happen and how people can kind of fall into the criminal underworld. Fuck. I feel like a real fucking radio show host with this fucking mic. I'm, I'm actually starting to get kind of comfortable with it. It's, it's really nice to be able to like, you know, got my laptop right here. Got this shit. I'm, I, I got two hands now. This is actually really nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, now that I'm getting comfortable with it, I'm, I'm very much happy. Like I adjusted, I realized it needs to be exactly in line with the camera. Then I can kind of do a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm quite happy with this. Again, so this is this will be you'll see some of the other content that I have planned. And this this kind of setup is going to be really, really integral in that. Um, when I get to, when I get to that, maybe hopefully in a month or two, I want to start really working. I'm, I'm just laying the groundwork and doing a bit of organizational stuff for that now. But it, but it's going to be interesting. I got some good shit for you guys. Um, and hopefully that will also help bring new listeners, new watchers into the YouTube channel and, of course, the audio. Um, so that's the documentaries. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. There's a, there's another thing um, about what is it? Uh, words don't use this Japan in Japan when Japanese girls and boys get furious. Yeah, this and and um this is again I think ask Japanese really really I'm really starting to co-sign this YouTube channel. Um, I like the stuff that they put out. Um, it, it it's about words that Japanese people use when they're angry, and especially in relationships. The reason why I put this in here is not for you to learn it or to copy it or to uh, there's a fruit fly or something buzzing around here. There's a banana in there um, uh, in the kitchen. But um, it's not like um, I don't want you to use these words at all. Like don't try to look, don't be a fucking idiot. OK, don't 
just if you're studying Japanese, don't memorize these words and try to use them because they're extremely rude. In some cases, fighting words. The reason why I want you to learn these words, right? Especially if you're in a, for me, especially uh, from my experience, if you're in a relationship or you're, you know, um, want to be in a relationship with a Japanese person, these being familiar with some of these words are things that you need to learn to understand when you're pissing your partner off, right? And it took me a while as well to learn, be familiar with some of these words when I got to, because. Let me tell you, if you're in a relationship with a Japanese partner um, that, you know, and your your core language is English, generally speaking, especially I'm, I'm just going to talk guys, you know, you're, you're dating a Japanese girl, right? Um, generally speaking, she's in the beginning, she's not going to probably more than likely she's going to hesitate to be angry, get angry with you, even when she's pissed off at you. So. She's going to put on like a happy face with everything and it's going to be difficult for you to tell when you're pissing her off. But as the relationship progresses, you know, naturally we, we put down like our initial kind of happy face and we show who we really are as people. And um, you're going to hear, you know, even if you guys communicate 100 percent in Japanese under your breath, under her breath sometimes or if you can't speak any Japanese at all, you know, or, you know, sometimes you're going to hear her mutter some Japanese words, you know, and you is going to be you need to understand like you know what the context of those words are even if you don't like of course you don't need to be writing them down in like your notepad and like checking it and shit but like just being aware of those words and just like knowing like oh i've heard that before will let you know because sometimes like you know it, it, my wife as well like when we were dating you know um, it's been some shit like, hey, hey, hey. And then she's just kind of like, you know, uh, like, okay, fine. But, uh, you know, something like that. And again, if you're not so schooled on Japanese culture or mannerisms or whatever, you know, you might not pick up on that, for that frustration by your partner. But, you know, if you pick up on a word or something like that, you might understand that, that, that they're upset. So, it's just a bit of insight to give you a bit more of a leg up um, when dating Japanese people. Again, it's not something I want you to learn. It's not something I want you to say. Fuck, don't fucking say this shit to Japanese people. I'm just telling you right now. You, know, you might think it sounds cool. You might think it's something like, yeah, Kiel's telling me that, but whatever. It's no big No, don't do it. You're the biggest fucking asshole in the world if, you, if you're using these type of language. I'm just telling you. Like, this is type of things like... Because you don't know the nuance, you don't know, like, you know, what's the appropriate time or a relationship with the person to use it. And you might think of the translation might not be so heavy, but it's a lot heavier in Japanese, a lot more serious in Japanese. So I can't warn you enough. L listen to it, understand, you know, maybe be familiarize yourself with them, but don't concentrate on these, especially if you're learning Japanese, you know, just be aware of them and be and keep your ear open if, you know, your partner is frustrated sometime or something like that. And you, you, you'll be able to kind of pick up on what's going on a bit better. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> speaking of partners, uh, you remember previously, um, I think, um, an episode or two ago, I was talking about uh, Tinder in Japan and the idea kept it in my head and so i was looking around doing some research for this episode and i saw some people talking about dating apps and i went down the rabbit hole i don't even think i should be telling you guys this but whatever so <laughs> you know i was looking at japanese apps dating apps and so i found one i found one that is apparently the go-to app for meeting people for japanese people go to 
and I signed up for it. <laughs> I signed up for it for like about 45 minutes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I got scared and deleted it. But <laughs> I didn't match with anybody. I didn't do it. I, I just took a quick picture and, and I just wanted to see, you know, so I just wanted to swipe. I just want to fucking swipe. I'm sorry. Just fucking blame me. I just want to swipe once in my life. God damn it. You know, I just want to swipe. Uh, and I didn't swipe right. I swiped left for everything. But I just wanted to see what the profiles were. I wanted to get a feel for what it was like, the technology and and what type of people were on there. I was just curious. And so um, I'll tell you, um, for one, if you're looking for like a casual relationship and you're over 30, like the app is, it's an app called Tapple, T-A-P-P-L-E. Um, if I'll put a link to the app for Japan, probably in the profile. So if you are living in Japan currently, uh, I'll, you know, I'll put it there. I would say if you can't, my, my first impression, don't think, yeah, cute, fuck yeah, thank you. Relax. Okay. This app, from my impression, is something that you will need high-level Japanese skill to use, right? Just look, this is for native Japanese people. Um, it's not really an international thing. International thing, my guess would be Tinder might be the place for you, but if you're, if this is for Japanese people. So, like, um, if you have, like, I would say, not N3, I would say around N2 level Japanese skill. You can write in kanji. Your grammar is on point. You actually have had back and forth conversations via email with Japanese people. Then give it a shot, you know. But if you're just like coming to Japan, like fuck it, throwing out Hail Marys. And you might want to stick to Tinder if, if you're in that uh, matchmaking date app game, you know, which I'm not. I just wanted to see what it was like for a little while. Um, unfortunately I gave my real age. So like all the chicks like that, that they showed me were like over 30, between 30 and 40 something. And clearly they're all get one this app. Like anyone over 30 wants to fucking get married. Like I can tell from their profile or just from their picture, 100%. That's just what like, it's clear. Like, so just a, a warning for you, you know, if you are 30 plus and you, you do have the Japanese skill, you know, these women, they're not looking to like hang out. They're looking to get fucking married. So if you have your shit together and you can, you know, read and speak Japanese, you know, at a proficient level, hey, go for it. You know, if you can't, um, you know, or just get your game up if you're in your early to mid 20s, uh, you know, I, I couldn't really I, after signing up, I was like, fuck, man, I just want to see what the 20 year olds are doing. The 20 somethings are doing. But I couldn't really do that because, you know, there's all these like, you know, people want to get married. Shit, like ah, whatever. That's kind of boring after a while. But um, but yeah, so if you're in your 20s, I'll say you, you get your, your Japanese game up, and you, you know, then you might be able to roll the dice and see what it's like. Um, but just know what you're stepping yourself stepping into. Um, da, 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 so that's that. <laughs> I got one more thing, and then we'll get into the main event. Let me see. Yeah, this is gonna be a pretty. Oh fuck, this is gonna be a pretty meaty episode. So, um, and, and after this, I'll take a break and refill my wine. Um, so like, uh, <laughs> I stumbled upon this weird article, and it was about an article who about a guy, I think. Yeah, it was a few days ago I read it, but you know it's in the description. Um, so a guy he um in near Shibuya Station and he and he um I think he took a picture of a up a girl's skirt walking up the stairs or something like that, and the police were called, 
And so the police questioned him. And so he ran from the police, apparently. And um, he went to like a catwalk near a really famous intersection. You scramble intersection, Shibuya. He tried to get away. And it was like this this trailway overpass. And so the, the police are coming. He's trying to get away. So he jumped off of this fucking <laughs> over train overpass and onto the street and fucked himself up quite a bit. And so I was reading it, and I was like, okay, eh, you're a fucking asshole. And then, like, I scrolled down to the comment section, and actually there was a video of, of it as well. So I normally don't like to post this kind of stuff, but um, I also posted the video because it goes with the story. So you can, you know, check the description and see the video and that. And it made me laugh as well because it's right in front of uh, Scramble, which is like... like the <laughs> He plummeted to his demise right in front of a bar I used to go to back in the day. <laughs> like if you look like the blue neon sign of that place, it's like right at Shibuya Crossing, uh, right in front of Shibuya Crossing. Um, when you walk out from the Yamanote line, um, you can, you know, the, when you walk out from the Yamanote line, it's kind of um, several different streets. Like one, two, it's one, two uh three four five possible choices uh, no no more than that maybe six five or six uh possible choices of where to go um walking out generally um you know um 12 o'clock is going to be you know your bars and restaurants probably the where the main action shibuya is uh 10 o'clock is going to be ichimalu q building uh fucking three two o'clock is going to be the mcdonald's going towards tower records in Amotasando. And uh, where is that? We're going to be like about five o'clock is going to be going up the hill more towards like the Hikale building and stuff like that. So he he was at like five o'clock and that's where the scramble is. Um, and so <laughs> I spent my time there, but I was just like, oh, it's, it's scrambles there. Like he felt like he fucked himself up. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just funny to me. Well, I'm like because I felt kind of like, you know, yeah, that's the bar was empty. But, you know, yeah, he, he really fucked himself up. And he's an idiot. and He's a salary man. And so. So he's probably, you know, company employee from from the dress. They blurred out his face, but you know, he's probably a company employee. He probably he's probably gonna get fired, lose his job, and go to jail and shit like that. So, yeah, he's a fucking idiot, basically, <laughs> pretty much. But you know, it was kind of entertaining to read and then also watch what happened. So I'll leave it up to you if you if you're into that type of shit. But um, yeah. So so give me a second. Let me refill my wine, and then we'll get into um a couple of videos that I have, and I'll get the fuck out of here. So just give me a second. Hold on. Oh shit! Okay. okay, I'm back. I plopped myself down. Almost completely spilled all of my wine. <laughs> completely spilled all of my. Almost completely spilled everything all over the tatami. But, but it was safe. No harm, no foul. Um, okay, so here's how we're gonna do this, right? Uh, what I did, cause I, you know, I um, since since we're going down the dating path, the, the rabbit hole of dating, and the the my top secret video for the next episode, which I'm not gonna share with you guys, um, you know, maybe go do a little digging, and I for videos that really illustrate um body language types of people, you know, the feedback I got from the um I think it was Japan Ultra. Um, from I forgot the Tokyo Bros. I don't even know what gesture I was trying to do. <laughs> Tokyo Bros. Like bros. That's what I was trying to do. Tokyo Bros. Um, fucking uh, video. Hmm. So I'll give you gotta give you know gotta give the people what they want. So, um, what I did was I found two Gokon videos and um, 
they're interesting in a few different ways because first off this is all in japanese right and again i encourage you if you're listening on audio take take the time uh just mark around the time you know if you're listening to audio mark around the time that you've been uh listening and you know go ahead and jump to youtube so you can see a few screenshots of the people that i'm talking about if you are so inclined but um but yeah pretty much i'm, I'm not going to go too in in depth too much into the content of the video right and i don't really expect you to pick up on the japanese because the japanese is quite casual quite competent quite uh, sorry quite native rap and rapid fire but just i'm going to mainly talk about the type of people and the general setup of the situation and uh i'll leave it up to you just to you know um get what you can from it but just keep in mind that all of these videos are in 100 japanese these are for native japanese people there are no subtitles so don't focus so much on the language but focus on the body language the situation the type of people and things like that i say is kind of going to be much more useful for you guys in something that i wish again i wish i had when i was coming here which is why i'm sharing it with you guys okay so the first one is it's a drunk gokon and, and what is it what this is again i'm just gonna use the word gokon instead of matchmaking party because it's a lot more natural to me to say it that way but what this one is is like basically they were trying to see i, I think it's like a youtube show for like women's show or something some of the people the hostesses are of of, of the, the host of the show are are kind of famous or b-level um you know comedians and or actresses and like um put a little pillow behind my back hold on okay okay give a little you know um lumbar support going <laughs> going on lower lumbar support going on mm. okay so um so yeah so like uh i'm, I'm really feeling i'm really feeling this mic stand but i can't get too comfortable because i'll just like because it's like it's on like it's connected to my computer desk and like if i move this thing too far forward my computer and my wine will just go flying all over the place but um you know i'm, I'm trying to find the the best equilibrium for this okay but um anyway so yeah so so what they did was they they invited two people uh three three women and three guys for a, a go con and they and see what happens if they get drunk can they find love it's kind of like the the situation but you know whatever it's just a fucking cheap way to pump out content for them um my i took a i'll put a, probably a screenshot you two people right here and you'll see the three the lineup of the three women generally speaking from left to right my assessment of them the one on the left is fucking crazy batshit fucking crazy stay the fuck away from her if you see anyone like look at her body language okay so when 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 oh fuck, i just jumped right into this okay yeah <laughs> If you look at her body language through the course of like the Gokon, you know, she's very erratic and, um, you know, gets quite sauced up and, you know, very animated and things like that. Now, if you're not familiar with Japanese people, you might think, great, this chick is into me. She's fucking wild. Awesome. You know, and she, you know, even if she doesn't really have I've met women like this out and about and even some of them have English skills, some of them don't. You know, they're not the annoying type of animated women that I just kind of talked about in the previous one. They're more of like the crazy type where they'll more openly show that they like you in a style that Western women might do. Is is of course it's very Japanese, but 
you know, overtly trying to be sexy or trying to say or do things to get your attention, things like that. But don't fall for it. These women are fucking batshit crazy because, like, generally speaking, like, for a Japanese woman, woman to, to act like that in a type of way, of course, she's drunk, of course. But, you know, and, and, and I've only seen women do this when they are drunk. I haven't seen someone do this. Like, if someone does this when they're sober, I say they're fucking mental patient and just run. But, like, you know, generally speaking, it, it comes in a very erratic kind of way because, culturally speaking japanese people generally don't act like that so for someone to show that type of motion it's really they're blurting out you know uncontrollably their attraction to you and it means that they don't really have any control over their impulses this is what how i take it as so a woman like that specifically you don't want to date someone like that because you know yeah they're drunk side they might be crazy they might be fun they might want to sleep with you but if you get into a long-term relationship with with someone like that, it will become extremely problematic. Um, you know, marriage, dating, uh, long-term, things like that. Like, that's the type of person who will switch and flip on you and do some vindictive-ass shit, you know, um, and, and make your life a living hell. It's kind of what I see her as, like, as a, a foreign person here. Like, a person like that will has a really, really mean streak in that you really don't want to see being a non-Japanese person in Japan. So just the way she talks, that is definitely a type, right? Though, you know, and I would say even like if you are dating someone, you know, and who does drink, get her fucking drunk and watch how she acts. And if you see those type of mannerisms, that type of body language, you know, even if she's fucking sweet in the beginning, she's probably not putting on a front, but you know, she's, she's, she's putting on a nice face for you. And behind the scenes, you might not have picked up on it. There's a lot going on there and fucking run. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you fucking run. Like you don't want no parts of that at all. Mm. Hopefully I saved some of you guys a lot of heartache with that. Um, the one in the middle, she's my, my note, the 20 year old. Uh, yeah. The one on the left is 29 from my memory. The one in the middle is 20. She's extremely calculating, but she's not really like, she doesn't have any redeeming qualities. <laughs> you know, for me personally, again, she's none of the, of course, none of these girls are women are my type at all, but, um, especially the 20 year old one, you know, she kind of has the cute bubbly personality, um, that some Japanese men really fall for. But for me, you know, looks wise and just attitudes wise, that's kind of really annoying for me. Um, and, 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 and there have been, let me, let me take that. There have been people who do have that type of personality who, I do like, you know, I mean, not like romantically, like, but I get along well with, you know, and who I would consider attractive to me, but the way she dresses and her hairstyle and all that stuff combined with that are red flags for me. Like just my type personally, like, I think I've told you before any, <laughs> should I even say this again, but okay, whatever. It's, it's my personal rule, but mm. If you live in Japan, you'll know what I'm saying. Any girl, any woman, and, and this probably applies for women in their 20s, and I don't think women in their 30s really do that. Any woman, any woman in their her 20s, any woman, I'll just say any woman, any woman who wears a white winter coat, a white coat in winter is not my type. 
at all. <laughs> at all. It, instant turnoff. If I see you wear a white coat in the wintertime, it's an instant turnoff. Of course, it's a white coat and a skirt. It's, it's, it's got to be. Like, that's just, you're not going to wear a white coat and pants. It might sound kind of like weird, but, but again, there's certain tells, you know, um, with people. And white coat in the wintertime is one tell for me of a person who fits into a category kind of like this girl. And she's very calculating and, um, you know, tries to show herself as cute to get attention from guys. And, you know, the way she giggles and the way she laughs, but she doesn't really have any redeeming qualities or interesting personality on her own. She's not really as smart on her own, but, you know, all she has is her cuteness that she projects onto guys to get male attention. And, you know, that's kind of her, you know, to, to try and find a partner that she can be kind of a rest haven, find a rest haven for and get the type of quality of life that she thinks she's want, that, that she thinks that she deserves. And, of course, she's, you know, 20 years old, so she's at, like, her peak cuteness. So she thinks, like, the kind of guys of the world are kind of at her feet, even though, you know, she projects herself as being kind of this humble, cute, uh, you know, submissive type person. But in, really in the back of her mind, like, she's kind of, like, calculating every fucking move every fucking step and it's just fucking annoying and you know i don't really for me personally again you might like this type of shit but for me that's the type of woman body language outfit i think her outfit i think i saw her outfit during the gokom and afterwards they interviewed her in like a playground or something the next day and she, i think she was wearing a white coat and i was like okay yep there it is that's the final straw that's exactly why i'm completely disinterested in her <laughs> the, the one on the right my feet my um image of her is she's shy and oblivious you know she's into guys and she's nice i mean personality wise i say that she would be more of you know um the type of person that kind of is interested in guys and might be interested in you but has no idea what to do or has no idea how to get male attention effectively you know, and especially when she might not be have much experience with foreign guys, but might be curious about foreign guys. For example, not specifically her, but that personality type, her body language, you know, um, is the type of like if I were out and I saw someone like that, you know, my first impression would be they don't really have much experience dating foreign guys, but they're curious about foreign guys. And, you know, if you make that person feel comfortable and you, you can have a superficial relationship, I think, with a person like that because they'll probably be curious about i think she's 25 so about 25 you know she's not really 100 percent marriage minded yet you know she's not like if you're not like a life partner you're scratched off the list type person but she, you know for a light few months fling kind of thing you know um she would be kind of like a okay kind of partner person but nothing really deep superficial, superficial or long term um <clears throat> generally speaking again that type of person is kind of boring to me just because like you can't really connect with them because she again she's kind of oblivious so she doesn't really have much of a preference in her life at all so she she might it might be tough you know to to kind of connect with a person like that because she's kind of like oh what do you want to do kind of, okay he he kind of person you know you go in for a move she kind of curls up into a little ball or you know not because she's not interested just because like it's a completely foreign infra situation remember this is watching this uh an interesting thing to under uh, important thing to understand about japanese people is that 
Generally speaking, when Japanese people are in an unfamiliar situation, they kind of shy away from an unfamiliar situation. They curl up, go within, right? They shy away from the unfamiliar is kind of something to really remember and understand, especially if you're in the dating world. So if you, especially in public or maybe even private, you make a move on a woman or a girl or something like that, and she seems completely unreceptive to it. It might, it's not necessarily because she's disinterested, but it might be because, you know, it's embarrassing or shy or she doesn't know how to act, you know, and it might just curl up within. You know, the opposite might be, you might be coming on too strong and she's scared or intimidated. Like I remember, um, <laughs> um, one of the first like times I was with my wife, I remember this, like it, it, it was kind of quite surprising to me as well because I think me and my wife had already been intimate you know at this point a few times and um we were chilling and like um we were we were by ourselves somewhere I think you know at her place and um watching tv or something and like I kind of was like you know like or something like something like that and she was like oh quiet you know she got she was like you're so you're scary and she was like i she, i was like what what are you talking about and, you know she was like yo your face changed like uh, it was really you know scary like really scary i'd never seen your face like that and i was like i was just playing around you know i was like really like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> but but you know it, it kind of go i'm i'm but that that event really stuck in my mind i realized like oh i really have to have a soft hand with her um a lot softer than you know i mean we were like 20 we were still 22 23 about 22 23 at that point but you know again subtract three to five years you know like he's like an 18 year old like a 17 year old you know um pretty yeah pretty much you know so she you know, a situation where, you know, in, in the West is like, yo, come on, man, you know what time it is. Let's, let's come on, man. Come on. Man. You know, and, but that energy, which isn't super aggressive in the West might be intimidating for this type of girl. And my wife isn't even this type, you know, at all, but, but it just goes to show like the impression that you get of a woman of a girl here in the west you know the equivalent doesn't really work out and and generally a softer hand is going to be necessary not necessarily just to get in her pants but just to make her feel comfortable and just to communicate effectively with her is is a really important thing to remember um and and just watching the body language of these three situations i think is something that will really be helpful for you the second one uh, i labeled it the dry girls gokon so these are saba saba joshi and i had to kind of do a little digging research um but these are not only dry but kind of straightforward deadpan it's kind of dead, straightforward deadpan like they don't really pull any not pulling punches like an aggressive way but they are they're kind of popeye type girls i am who i am like i don't really um what's the word put on airs or not really they're the complete opposite of calculating they're completely uncalculating they just you know the, the what you eat what you get is what you see you know they say their mind their um kind of thing and so from from my breakdown of these three i forgot their ages off the top of my head but um the one on the left again i'll put uh, 
picture of all three of them. The one on the left seems oblivious to me. Um, the one in the middle, I mean, just her, from her looks, she's kind of the most attractive to me. Um, I put she's <laughs> a funky, calculating weirdo. <laughs> and what, by that, what I mean is some, excuse me, um, some of the things that she does in in the Gokon, it's kind of like semi calculating her game, her semi game, but it comes across kind of weird. Um, but she's nice and she's kind of like doesn't really have any bad intentions, but she doesn't really know how to get male attention very well. So she kind of does her thing, but also tries to appeal herself to to men. So she's really quirky in some of the shit that she does. Um, I, I feel like someone like this would, would make a good girlfriend, you know, for certain types of guys. But you got to peel through uh, several layers, you know, to get there. And you got to deal with some shit that 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 might not be the most smooth. And a girl or woman like this might not be the best person to introduce you into Japanese society. She, you know, she might lead you astray or might not be able to, you know, guide you through the nuances of Japanese society. Because as you can see, she herself is quirky for Japanese people. So she, she won't be able to, you know, explain you know, in, explain to you the nuances of so, the social graces in Japan. She'd be like, yeah, no, I'll just do it this way. You know, and you guys will just be like the weird-ass fucking couple, and, which is fine if it's fine with you. Um, But in certain situations, it can be kind of problematic. Um, The one on the right is, uh, I think, the... <laughs> Jesus, my evaluations. I forgot what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote, she's the type to date younger guys, and she's oblivious and she's kind of over the hill fuck that sounds so mean but <laughs> i think yeah because she's the oldest she's 31 and so her personality type from what i've seen feels like the type of one who goes out still goes out still has fun but generally speaking gets scooped up or a younger guy scoops up because she has a you know who, who might be new to japan she looks good you know and she looks kind of younger even though she's 31, a guy in his early to mid-20s might start dating her. And I've seen this happen so many times. Because she looks young and she looks good for her age. I mean, of course, 31 is like young. For, you know, I'm fucking 39 right now, so you know what I'm saying. But, you know, generally speaking, like, when you first come to Japan, you're not really able to judge a woman's age so well. And especially because Japanese women, you know, age quite gracefully up to a certain point. Um... So you're not able to judge, you know, like coming to Japan, like I've done it too. You, you might look at her and think like, oh, she's like 26, but really she's like 32, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like 24 and <laughs> you don't find out and you're like, oh shit, really? You don't find out until later. So, and, but also she's kind of oblivious. So mm. by that, I mean like, you know, she doesn't really, she's not like the smartest, you know, the, you know, the fastest horse in the race, if you know what I mean. I mean, not in a negative way. I mean, it just means she doesn't really think too deeply into things. or So she's just going along with everything that's, that's in the situation. And so she's kind of over the <laughs> over the hill seems pretty harsh. But, you know, what I mean is, you know, she might she, she seems like someone who's kind of who in the past was similar to the 20 year old from the previous video and who got along, but less calculating, but who got along on her cuteness 
you know, just being there, you know, and having guys male attention. But that type of person, as you get older, that shit doesn't work as much anymore because there's a younger, there's always a younger, cuter version of you. So as you know, as women age, generally speaking, their intelligence, the way you know, the their wit, their social graces are more appealing characteristics versus just sitting there looking cute and giggling, you know, but as you can see, she's kind of still stuck in that mode. That's why I say she's really over the hill. Um, but for like an, an, an equally oblivious foreign guy who's just coming to Japan, sees someone who's giggling, smiling, looking at them clearly open and, you know, and receptive, won't say no to any of their advances. Hey, I'm in there. But really in actuality, what happened is she has trapped you. And that, that I've seen that happen time and time again. And, you know, me and my friends, we go out, Jeff and Will, we just kind of look at each other and laugh because you're like, oh, she got one. <laughs> you know, you can kind of see a lot of times the older women with the younger guy who can't speak any Japanese, doesn't know anything about Japanese people. And she's just sitting there next to him like he looking around. And like there have been times where like, you know, I talk to that person or, you know, we kind of talk to her and you know she's kind of like uh shit because <laughs> she's used to dealing with foreign guys of course that person's circle would be a similar group of people but dealing with like a guy who's been in japan for a while can speak the language understands japanese culture has certain expectations of a woman that type of girl gets kind of is kind of out of her league quite a bit you know and she doesn't really know how to handle because a lot of different conflicting dynamics you know in her mind foreign guys are this type of way but wait shit like you're kind of like a japanese guy oh fuck so they're always kind of entertaining to talk to um when i go out and things like that and of course the foreign guy doesn't know the fuck is going on because he can't speak any japanese so like he's like hey this is my girlfriend (laughs) and like i start talking to her and i'm just like okay dude that's kind of fun sometimes but whatever you know um but 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 generally speaking um if i had to choose the one in the middle you know the calculating funky weirdo would probably be the one i'll go with just because she her looks and um i kind of like funky weirdos even if you're funky in my, again this is me me you know i'm not saying this is what you go for but um generally in my experience like even if a woman is a funky weirdo she's kind of generally receptive and more open-minded you know and so um if you are, you know, if you kind of know your shit a little bit, you can, you know, and you can kind of be the man in the relationship, you can kind of, you can, you know, um, you know, uh, function together, I think. And you're not constantly trying to pull shit out of her. You know, she'll give you something. It will be weird stuff sometimes. It'll be fun, quirky stuff, but it, but it, but it's good and sometimes entertaining. And depending on your personality, it might be a good fit for you. So, um, the reason why I'm showing you these again, I'm gonna wrap up the episode. I just want you to just focus on the body language. Focus on you know their mannerisms. Some of the things. Remember. Generally speaking, Japanese women are a lot more calculating than Western women are, you know, so there are a lot of tells in the things that they do, like all of the things that they do in in this video are very much calculated to different levels and different degrees. Right. And um, again, Japanese women don't really so much, you know, broadcast their feelings. They don't broadcast their sexiness or broadcast their femininity. They just are. You know, except for the fucking crazy one in the first video. You know, she can't just help herself. That's why I said she's fucking batshit crazy. But if you notice, really, if you're not familiar with Japanese women, they're just kind of 
being there and, you know, you know, and being in the situation and responding to things that happen in the situation. If nothing happens at all, they would do absolutely nothing. They would just sit there and, and giggle for like 20 minutes. Generally speaking, the majority of the women there, the crazy one, she would fucking start yelling and doing some weird shit. But, but, uh, you know, but, and, and the calculating kind of funky weirdo might do something, but nothing kind of crazy. And that's something you need to understand, you know, and it's something that took me a while to understand as well, that in my first couple of dates and things like that, I didn't know that at all, but you need to understand, it's not that you were doing anything wrong. Well, it might be you're doing something wrong, but, you know, you, you don't need to push the pace, you know, or anything like that. You need to be comfortable with silence, comfortable with, you know, just nothingness sometimes you know it might seem superficial but there's a lot going on beneath the surface that you're just not picking up on that's just, like there's a lot going on in these videos that i can't i'm just not going to get into now but you just might not be able to pick up on it and that's just if you understand that you'll be fine um and 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 don't really i don't recommend copying what these guys do in these again i could break down a lot more stuff but i'm just not going to i don't recommend copying what these guys do you know or just be yourself um the first go home for me is annoying as fuck like just what they do uh, i can't even get into it like it's just like i would leave a go home like that i mean maybe if i was like super 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 drunk in my like 20s early mid 20s i've been there and, you know, I've just been saying wild shit and going all crazy. But, like, my age right now, I could not handle the first one. The second one, I might entertain myself by talking with them. But, but you know, I, mean, I, mean, I sound super condescending by saying this, but <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just true. <laughs> but okay, whatever. So let me stop you right there. Um, You got, again, you got, I'm, 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 I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that I'm, I'm really fucking proud of myself by all the links and all the stuff um, that I've compiled. Um, and, 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 you know, don't expect this shit every episode. <laughs> I'm just telling you that. Don't expect this shit all the time, okay? Um, this is a special one. And the next one uh, is going to be even juicier. The video content is going to be even juicier. And I'll try, you know, whatever comes up on YouTube's algorithm. Hopefully, I'll have some good stuff that I can curate for you guys over the next week or so. Um, maybe even a little bit more depending on my work schedule and my other activities. But, again, sorry for the delay. Um, I wanted to make this one right and, you know, again, I was fucking hungover as fuck the past few days. So, <laughs> so whatever. All right. You got a lot of stuff to do. I'm going to leave it right there and I'll holler at you next time. Peace.